Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. A major transaction in Utah, and we start our Media Innovators series. Those are your lead stories for this morning's Buzzcast. I'm Abe Madcore. Good morning. It's Thursday. It's October 29th. Hope everybody's doing well. Today is the first day of our five-part Media Innovator series. We are doing this with our partners, leaders out of London. To kick it off today, we'll have Randy Freer of the Freer Company, Brian Herbst of NASCAR, and Krista Whitaker of Proskauer talk to our own John Aran about trends they are seeing in streaming strategies, the current state of the market, and what they're watching closely. In addition, John and I will speak about the trends we're seeing in the overall media space. So you can register for this event in the show notes or on our website. But check it out. Should be a good afternoon of content. So let's start with news that surprised a lot of people yesterday morning that the Larry H. Miller Group have sold the Jazz and a number of other sports assets to Qualtrics co-founder Ryan Smith. We'll talk about Ryan Smith in a minute. But the reported sale price of $1.66 billion, and that means that Smith will now own the majority stake in the Jazz, the Vivint Smart Home Arena, and the G League Salt Lake City Stars. Now, the Miller family will retain a minority stake. Multiple financial sources we spoke to yesterday thought the $1.66 billion sale price is a very good number for a small market club. It shows continued interest in the NBA. It does not reflect any COVID-related discount. Most reports out of Utah today suggest or speculate that the Miller family wanted to sell now and wanted to sell to Ryan Smith so that the team does not ever relocate and it stays in Utah. For some comparable sales, the Rocket sold for $2.2 billion in 2017. In 2018, Grizzlies owner Robert Para bought out his majority partners at a $1.3 billion valuation. So this one comes in at $1.66. But remember, there's a number of assets, the team, the building, and a G League team. Now, Ryan Smith is a very interesting executive. I think he's going to be much talked about in sports circles. 42 years old, like I said, a tech billionaire, local to Utah, very much loves Utah, bringing more and more of his company into Utah. He'll join Mark Cuban, Steve Ballmer, Joe Zai in the NBA, among others, as major tech players who are now turning to sports. Smith has also recently expressed interest in buying Utah Soccer Holdings, which is the parent company of Real Salt Lake, Rio Tinto Stadium, and other soccer team assets. Let's shift to Major League Baseball. Let's put a bow on the World Series. As we talked a lot about on the Buzzcast, the Dodgers' six-game win over the Rays received an average television rating of 32% below the previous World Series. This marks the lowest viewed World Series on record. Again, not a major surprise, 
but an indication of the continuing trend of softness in the ratings. The six games averaged about 9.7 million viewers. The previous low was 12.6 million viewers for the Giants four-game sweep of the Tigers in 2012. For comparison, last year's national seven-game win over the Astros averaged 14 million viewers. This one comes in at 9.7. Now, Fox executives noted that the World Series performed much better compared to other primetime programming. The average World Series audience was about 40% better than the top-ranked primetime show in the period. So what are they saying there is that sports still overperforms and outperforms regular entertainment programming. But for Major League Baseball, still a tough day in the news. I was just watching the Today Show in their opening tease. Their tease was from celebration to investigation, and they referred to the story about Rob Manfred and the league criticizing Justin Turner for returning to the field after Game 6 following his positive COVID test that he chose to disregard the agreed-upon joint protocols that he was given regarding safety and protection of others. That story was also a major news segment on all the nightly news telecasts last night. Meanwhile, let's end with Major League Baseball owners voting Friday to approve the sale of the New York Mets to Steve Cohen. Cohen needs 23 of the 30 clubs to sign off for the deal to be completed. Shifting quickly to the NBA, interesting data out of ESPN that the NBA's revenues were down 10% to $8.3 billion for the 2019-20 season. That, of course, are some of the losses due to the pandemic, but also due to the aftermath of the China dispute. Sources said that $800 million were losses in gate receipts, $400 million were losses in sponsorship and merchandise, and 200 were deemed from the negative impact from the dispute with China and Daryl Morey's tweet earlier in the year promoting Hong Kong freedom. Now, we've noted that the ability to have the games in the bubble recouped about $1.5 billion in revenue for the NBA. Meanwhile, ESPN is noting that the expenses for the bubble were $190 million. That's $10 million more than the $180 previously estimated. Meanwhile, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver held a conference call yesterday afternoon with team general managers and team presidents and detailed a 72-game season to begin December. December 22nd and end before the Olympics. Meanwhile, a report out of Yahoo Sports suggests a substantial number of NBA players are pushing instead for the NBA to start on January 18th, which is ML King Day. There has been speculation that players will push back on that December 22nd start date. So you're going to want to keep an eye as the NBA and the MBPA continue their negotiations. A couple of other things that caught my eye. Daryl Morey is finalizing a deal to become the new 76ers president of basketball operations. Why is that interesting? Well, for Daryl Morey to join Josh Harris, David Blitzer, Scott O'Neill. That is a very strong executive team. I think it's very surprising. Many people thought that Daryl Morey was going to take some time off and pursue other opportunities, but he quickly shifts at the opportunity with the 76ers. The NFL yesterday pushed back on a report that they were going to plan for 20% seating capacity at Super Bowl 55 at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. NFL VP of Communications Brian McCarthy said the league has not made any final decisions about capacity for the Super Bowl. If that did go through, that would mean attendance at Super Bowl 55 would be between 13 to 15,000 people at Raymond James Stadium. A company I continue to keep an eye on, and you should too, 
Boston-based Whoop, which makes wearable fitness technology. It was founded by Will Ahmed. Yesterday, it announced a $100 million Series E financing, which gives the company a $1.2 billion valuation. Some of the investors, Patrick Mahomes, Kevin Durant, Larry Fitzgerald, Rory McIlroy, among others. Again, this is a very interesting company. The wearable company got its start in 2012, now has more than 330 employees. Will Ahmed said the company has hired 200 new employees in 2020 alone because more and more people using this wearable technology on health and fitness. A setback for the Big Ten just in their second week. That Wisconsin-Nebraska game Saturday canceled, will not be rescheduled because of the Wisconsin football team paused all team-related activities because of the increased number of COVID-19 cases. And also the Bundesliga, which has been playing in front of fans, will now prevent fans from coming into the facilities and games will be played in front of spectatorless venues starting November 2nd for the rest of the month as Germany combats the second wave of the coronavirus pandemic. They have instituted very severe restrictions on public life and so that means Bundesliga now keeping fans away from live action. So that is your morning buzzcast for Thursday, October 29th. As you can tell, a busy day. Hope you'll join us for our Media Innovators series this afternoon. Again, some great conversations led by our SBJ media writer, John Oran. I'm Abe Madcor. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.